Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host Silwan coming to you from my mom and dad's basement. Now, it's a very nice basement. <laughs> I happen to be here with a couple of my boys, a few of my boys. We got a basketball tournament and it was stay in a hotel or drive to the warm, comfortable home of Grammy and Gramps with lots of good food, comfortable furniture, great company, and here we are. All the boys wanted to come see Grammy and Gramps and that just warms my heart because you know what? That's one of those things that matter. You know I had to throw that in there. But as I was driving over here and you know, you, you you get away from your own home and you get some quiet time and the boys are off doing their thing and I'm here alone. I got thinking about noise. All the noise and social media and news and radio and politicians. And on the one hand, there's a lot of noise. On the other hand, I'm grateful that we live in a country where there could be so much noise. So many differences of opinion. So many ways to research and find information. And as I thought that, I was immediately shocked into thinking, my goodness, hasn't there lately been this vicious rush to shut up people that you don't like? For people to look at the noise and go, there's too much. And if we think you're lying, if we think you're not telling the truth, if we think that you're supporting something we don't like, we're going to shut you up. Now, as I begin to think about this and the implications, what it could mean for us, why it makes me so angry, as I like to do on issues like this, I went back to our foundations, namely the First Amendment, the First Amendment. And what's interesting to me about the First Amendment is if you think of our history in the Constitution, when they wrote the Constitution, when they wrote the Declaration of Independence, when they were going through that process, they were either at war with England or knew they could be soon. I mean, War of 1812, so I mean, from independence for a long time, what, what was the focus? We need to create this country and keep it going. And that was their immediate focus. So it would make sense that there were some things that they wished they had put in the Constitution that they didn't. And that discussion obviously began almost immediately. And when it did, they began to wonder, what are some of the things that we should have put in the Constitution that we didn't? And what was the first thing they amended? They added, it was the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. In a sense, you could sum up all of that into one thing. Government can't tell people to shut up. Government can't keep people from getting together. Yet it seems like there's so many within government and in other places trying to do just that. Now, what was the spirit that informed this amendment? I'm going to read something to you from one of our founders. Written at a time that is going to surprise you when it was written. 
and those, as I read it, see if you can guess whose who's quote this is. And those wretched countries where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarce call anything his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, a thing terrible to public traitors. That was written by Benjamin Franklin when he was 16 in 1722. What kind of stuff would the average 16-year-old today raised on woke, snowflake, you know, culture write about freedom of speech? It wouldn't be that. A couple of interesting things in there. And even though he was young when he wrote it, the words, I believe, carry the weight of who he is. If you want to overthrow the liberty of a nation, what do you got to do first? Subdue the freedom of speech. And how do you do it? You do it gradually. You don't start by going, you can't say things. We're forbidding it. No, you, you, you pick things. You know, you make it righteous. You equate it to, you know, yelling fire in a crowded theater. But really, what are you doing? People are saying things you don't like or offend you, and you want to tell them to shut up. And what does Benjamin Franklin say about those people? They are traitors. They are traitors. And why is it so important? Why did Benjamin Franklin see that as so important? Because in his mind, if you could not control your tongue, if your tongue wasn't free, ultimately, ultimately everything about you would be controlled. And hasn't the last year been evidence of that? <laughs> hasn't the last year been evidence of that? To the point on major social media platforms, you put the wrong opinion up, They'll shut you up. Now, that's not the government doing it. That's a private company, but we'll get into why that's so dangerous in a minute. Now, after the Constitution was written, there were obviously discussions. Well, what did we miss? What did we leave out, as I said earlier? In 1787, Thomas Jefferson, in a letter to James Madison, wrote about some of the things he thought should be added that were missing in about four years later, some of these were. And here's what he said. I will now add what I do not like. First, the omission of a Bill of Rights, providing clearly and without the aid of sophism for freedom of religion, freedom of the press, protection against standing armies, restrictions of monopolies, the eternal and unremitting force of the habeas corpus laws, and trials by jury in all matters of fact, triable by the law of the land and not by the law of the nations. I want to focus on one thing there, although there's so many you could, we could do more programs on. We probably will. Restriction of monopolies. Now, why is a monopoly so dangerous? Because if one private company that feels like it's outside the ball, bounds of the Constitution all of a sudden controls something, what can happen? Well, think about it in today's terms. Let's say one company controlled all the gas, and they didn't like what you said. They didn't like where you went to church. They could shut your gas off. Now, someone would say freedom of speech. Well, they're a private company. You hear that today, don't you? Well, it's Twitter. They can do what they want. But what happens when Twitter, Google, Facebook, all the avenues to basically, you know, use that service say, well, you say the wrong thing. We're not going to give you a voice. It's different, but not that much different from a gas company that was the only place you could get gas saying, I don't like what you say, so I'm not going to give you gas. 
And that is the danger. That is why monopolies are mentioned. That's why monopolies are dangerous. It's even more dangerous, more insidious, as Benjamin Franklin might say, traitorous, when those companies work in conjunction with people in the government, with people in the government. I mean, look at all the people that get out of administrations and then go work for tech companies, go work for the media. Look at CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. Look at all the people that were in government and are now in the press. You think they're still not tied to government? You still you think they're people not pulling strings? You think when Facebook or Twitter pulls down some political figure, you think that hasn't been discussed with the politicians they're buddies with? You're crazy if you don't think that. And that's why monopolies are so dangerous. That's why the freedom of speech is so important. That is why when government starts working with private entities to get around government restricting speech, you should be very afraid. Going back to what Benjamin Franklin said, because guess what? If they think they can find a way to control your tongue, they'll find a way to control you any way they can. Anything they can. And you might say to yourself, but what if someone's saying something offensive? Or what if someone is saying something that I don't agree with? Or I think it's a complete lie. Well, Benjamin Franklin addressed that too. Benjamin Franklin addressed that too. If all printers were determined not to print anything till they were sure it would offend nobody, there would be very little printed. <laughs> See, freedom of speech is not the freedom to only tell the truth and what I agree with. No, it is freedom of speech. And the reason Thomas Jefferson warned against monopolies, because in essence, if a monopoly becomes powerful enough, it's like an end run around government. It's, it's, it's almost like creating an entity that can do what it wants. And that might be all fine and dandy while that entity agrees with what you agree with, but what happens when it doesn't? And then what happens when it's all about control? It's all about control. And that is what's so scary to me. Then in spite of the fact, I think we got too much noise. What's even scarier to me are the people that want to control the noise, that want to control us, that want to tell us what to think, that want to tell us what to say, that want to shut us up when we offend somebody. I mean, think of all the things. Just write them down that you might believe in that would be offensive to somebody and you're afraid to talk about. You're afraid to bring up. You're afraid to be labeled. You know, you hear about cancel culture, and there's some people that, in a sense, I think should be ostracized. I mean, if, if you've, you know, literally abused somebody, well, you deserve whatever retribution you get. But think of all the people that have basically been canceled for just words they said. Words they said. That's trying to control. That's trying to control. And it is political. It is governmental because so much of it is, is political speech by private individuals. And then it's almost encouraged by the politicians that agree with what they say. And there's a danger. It's traitorous. Now, why do I bring all that up? You know, sometimes I'm not even sure where I'm going to go in the sense of ending it and saying what's next. But I think what's next here is you, we got to start speaking up. The only way to protect your free speech is to speak. To say things that people might not like. To be willing to offend, to be willing 
to be willing to take the consequences of it. But that means finding like-minded people. It's hard to be brave by yourself. It's a lot easier to be brave when you know a lot of people have got your back. So we got to support each other. You need to support people any way you can. Because if we don't, what's going to happen? If we allow our speech to be controlled, other ways will be found to be controlled. And if you need any evidence of that, I mean, look at COVID. I mean, look at COVID. I'll just end with a little analogy today. You know, my dad just told me that the county that they live in, you know, we're, we're, we're visiting, just went to the lowest level in Indiana. Another week at this, theoretically, they could stop the mandate for wearing masks so low. And I went to this restaurant, and I walked in, and nobody's wearing a mask. People working there are, fine by me, but no one's wearing a mask. Nobody's rude. Nobody's freaking out. And the whole county, it's as low as it can get. And then we go to this bookstore, and we walk in, and everyone working there has got masks, and we all walk in, and they go, where's your mask? And I mean, there's like five people in this bookstore. It's huge. Like, me and my boys walking around, there was, you know, maybe once there was somebody within 10 feet of us. And we have them with us, and we go, okay, we'll put them on. We put them on, and then, like, the owner of the place starts mumbling under his breath, how hard is that? Man, if you don't think people will get off on controlling other people, you're crazy and you're not paying attention. You're crazy or you're not paying attention or you like it. You are the one who likes getting off controlling people. Got to use common sense. You got to use common sense. And this isn't a mask thing. Okay, this isn't a COVID thing. Right now, what am I talking about? When people can't speak up. When people are told to shut up, even if they're wrong. Even if they're wrong. You know, even if you're sitting there and, and, and thinking, I'm wrong. Or I'm right. You can't tell people to shut up. Because once people think they can shut other people up, they think they can control them in any way they want. And once they think they control them in any way they want, it's hard to bring that back. And bad things happen, man. Bad things happen. So speak up. Exercise your free speech. Do not be a control lover. Be a freedom lover. You only live once. Thank God Benjamin Franklin kept that spirit that he had at 16 to the day he died and it helped make this country the way that it is. Going to end with that great quote of a 16-year-old Benjamin Franklin. In those wretched countries, wretched, where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarce call anything his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, a thing terrible to public traitors. So until next time, my friends, aim high, spread your wings, and keep your eyes on the things that matter. I'm Silouan, exercising my free speech while I can. Until next time, until next week, have a great weekend. I will be with you Monday. Hopefully I'll have a lot to say. Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, 
S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.